Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Use Guys in That Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Colo, joined by fellow hosts, Chris G. and Angel, who also, also operates the soundboard. Randy's with us once again, and uh, our friend Brian Spurrier has joined us from the Bigfoot Show, and he is back once again. We're going to have a great show today. Before we get to the fun shit, okay, before we get to the fun shit, before we get to, hey, don't forget about our Patreon, don't forget about all this, what the fuck happened in uh, Wisconsin? Okay, I understand that there was a, a police shooting yet again. I understand that. I get all that. I, I'm, I'm well informed. But there is a lot of different stories coming out. Is it Kenosha? Is that where it happened? Kenosha, yeah. Wisconsin? Where yeah. the, first he's a boog boy that kills the one guy and then fucking blows the bicep off of the other guy. Are those two, are those two incidents the same person? If so? Yes. Well, okay. Okay, so all right. the same shooter? Yeah, the same shooter. Yeah, Is it the same dude same with the same person. AR? Okay, he ain't a boog a boog boy. We found that yeah, out. Okay, like, go ahead. We want to dive right into this. Yeah, I want, I want, I want, I want the full, I want the full meal. Let's go. All right, it kind of sucks because of like it's like every fucking second there's more information coming out about it, and it's just like again, uh, like it depends on what filter you're looking through, I guess. But just based off of uh, the videos that. I mean, Twitter keeps putting them up, and they keep getting pulled down. Facebook's putting them up. They keep getting pulled down. And, uh, like, all the news agencies, they're not really showing, like, the actual graphic shit. I mean, I kind of get it, I guess. But, so, basically, the the shooter that everyone's talking about is a guy named Kyle Rittenhouse. He's 17 years old, and he's actually from Illinois. So, I'm not really sure what he was doing up in Kenosha, Wisconsin. A lot of people are saying he was just kind of up there looking for trouble. But, from everything that we've seen, it kind of looks like he was standing guard at this car dealership. I haven't been able to find out who actually owns the car dealership, if there was some kind of agreement set up or what. So, that's kind of all up in the air right now. But... Uh, it appears that a mob kind of moved in. Um, some people are saying that they were there to break into the car dealership, set fire to it, fuck up all the cars. I guess that happened like two days ago at another car dealership in the same city. So it's like kind of a trend. Um, and then you could see uh, from multiple different angles and multiple videos, there's a bunch of people hanging out with their cell phones all filming. Um, there's an argument that happens and... Then a man, and I want to say it's like a maroon-colored T-shirt, uh, is talking to him and then throws something at Kyle as he's, like, running away. People are saying it's a Molotov cocktail. Some people are saying it's a bottle in a bag. It's kind of hard to tell. The image quality is kind of shit. But Kyle's running away. They throw something at him, whatever it is. 
And then the guy keeps running after him and catches up to him. And then that's the guy that got shot in the head. And everybody's saying, like, oh, uh, it was an unjust shooting. There was no threat or anything like that. He shot him in the head, and that's, like, what started everything that unfolded afterward. But... I mean, it does look like something was thrown at him. Doesn't really, don't really know what it is. But at the same time, it doesn't really matter. It's like it could have been anything. And he, I don't know what the laws are in Wisconsin as far as standing your ground goes. I mean, it wasn't actually his ground. It was, like, for someone else. Um, but he did retreat as far as he could before they caught up to him. And then it looked like they were behind some cars. You can't really see exactly what happened. And then uh, Kyle shot him, shot him right in the head. And then he... It looks like he gets on the phone, I'm guessing, to, like, call the police, but I I'm, I don't know. He could be calling anybody. And then he starts moving away from the scene as people from around start following him. And then he runs down. He's basically running through the middle of the street trying to get away from this group of people that are all chasing him. And then eventually someone else catches up to him. I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. Some people say he was, like, kicked in the back. Somebody said he was tackled. He gets brought down to the ground, though. And then the guy that brought him down kind of rolls off to the side. Someone else runs in from the opposite direction, like the direction he was headed. And he has a skateboard in his hand. And he swings the skateboard. And as he's, like, running over top of him, hits him in the head with the side of his skateboard. And then immediately after hitting him, as he's, like, stepping away, Kyle raises the rifle and shoots him right in the chest. So that's the second guy that was uh, killed. So after that, a third man runs in. He has a handgun. I believe it's in his right hand. And you can see it in, on the video. And he, like, reaches toward Kyle. And then Kyle aims up and then shoots him. And that's the one that got hit right in the bicep uh, that everyone's posting pictures about. And then it looked like that guy he immediately withdrew from the scene and uh he it actually looks like he met up with someone else that was armed with an ar style weapon and uh they took his handgun away and then the police arrive on scene and like make everybody disperse and then i'm assuming he just received medical treatment but basically uh the internet's a shit show for sure um you got people on both sides saying all kinds of different shit so it's like really hard to kind of pin down what's actually true that's why i've been sticking to the videos because it's like you can kind of see it's still not even like objectively what happened but because like you, you don't know what was thrown yeah it's hard to say what was said uh like the exchanges of words and everything but so basically the major arguments i've seen are the kids from illinois everyone's saying he went up to wisconsin looking for a fight with like all the turmoil that's been going on in the city over the last couple days but i mean if you think about it at the same time uh, this is just my opinion. I'll probably get in a lot of hot water with people, but it's okay. Um, it's like, even if he was up there looking for a fight, he's just standing around at this car dealership. It's like the rioters were also out there looking to do something. Like, I wouldn't say their intentions were the best as far as private property is concerned. Um, so, I mean, they could have been met with opposition from anybody. In this case, it just happens to be Kyle, a 17-year-old boy that uh, I don't even know if that actually was his firearm. Um, and there's a lot of dispute over that as well, like whether or not uh, he owned that legally. And then, I mean, like I said, there's dispute over if it was actually a Molotov cocktail thrown at him. But, I mean, it it doesn't really matter <laughs> what it was. They were chasing him down. Uh, I, I doubt their intentions were to go up and shake his hand or hug him. So, like, I mean, do with that what you will. Uh, but, yeah, he retreated until he was met with force, shot the guy in the head. Uh, let's see. Let's see what else we got. Oh, and then this is like a very new development. Um, they, they named the third guy that was 
uh, the guy with the handgun that was shot in the arm. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been able to verify this, so but this is just like what's popping up on uh, like different pages across the internet. So I'd like to see where that one goes to. But I guess that uh, this guy, his name was Gage Paul Grosskreutz, or I don't know. It's a German last name, I think. I don't know how to pronounce it. I might have butchered it. But I guess he's a 26-year-old out of Milwaukee who allegedly is a convicted felon for something he did at 19. And somehow he was still able to uh, come up with a firearm. So everybody's kind of wondering how that what? happened as well. No way. Uh, Are you telling yeah. us, excuse me. Excuse me, are you suggesting that gun laws don't work? But, like I said, that is, it's all, like, I haven't really been able to dig too deep. I haven't even been able to find uh, Kyle Rittenhouse's, like, Facebook profile or anything, because everybody's saying he's a big back-the-blue kind of guy. Yeah. So that kind of refutes, like, all the, because everybody on Twitter, they're calling him, like, a boog boy, alt-right, whatever, and it's like, these are two completely different things if everything that they've been saying about his social media is true. And uh, <laughs> that's basically everything I've gotten from it so far. But it's not looking... Uh, he has been charged with two counts of, I think they said, intentional homicide. Um, I can't remember exactly what terms they use, but he has been charged. He's being held at a juvenile corrections facility in Illinois. And is, he's supposed to make a court appearance on Friday with a public defender. And that's about all we've got at this point. All right. But... Right. Basically, everyone's saying that it was unjust that he shot the first guy, but it's like I'm, I could definitely see how they could plead self-defense and then work from there because everything that happened after that, he is running away. They chase him down. They attempt to disarm him and beat the shit out of him, and then he shot two other people. So it's like uh, it's it. There's definitely a case, but like nobody's really happy about it. I'm, right. I'm just kind of wondering where the 17 year old's parents were because I can tell you one thing, like. Um, if I had a 17-year-old, they would not be going anywhere with any type of weapon. Like, there's no way you're leaving my house without me knowing what the fuck you're up to. I don't care. I don't care. You just, I mean, so where is his parents? Well, th th that that's one question I had. Uh, that th That's one question. The second question is, if he's from Illinois, why does he have uh, an AR with a 30-round mag? Okay, because in Illinois is a communist-run state because of Cook County and the city of Chicago. So it's hard. I know they have some of the strictest gun control legislation on the books out of all 50 separate states. So that's one question. The second question is how are they going to charge him as a, like, what is, first of all, what's the law concerning uh, handling a long gun prior to being 18? I know that I, when I was a kid, kids as young as 16 had shotguns and went hunting with them. Is that a little bit different than uh, a rifle? Yeah, okay, I can understand. It's still a long gun, so that's another question. And then the third part is there's three different facets. To, okay, four. Four different facets to this story. So you have the protesting and the rioting. Okay, that's one. Then you have, is he a blue line guy? Then is he an alt-right guy? Then is he a boog guy? Because the boog, the boog people, the alt-right people, and the blue line people are all mutually exclusive. They don't hang with each other at all. The fucking blue line people don't like the boog, and they don't like the alt-right. And the alt-right kind of likes the cops because they think that they're holding up their agenda and doesn't like the boog, okay? So there's all... And then the protesters fucking hate everybody. They that, loop them all together. Yeah. Or group them all together, I should say. I mean, there's a cut... That they're actually, I would argue that there are several different factions all together. Uh, I don't know what this kid... Like, 
even if you had a Facebook profile, do you think that you're going to be able like they 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 zap that shit fast once they find mm-hmm. out who it is? You know what I mean? So I don't know if we're ever going to find out the truth about that. I don't know. You know, I hate to sound like the conspiracy theorists, but is this an agent provocateur trying to provoke a real big fight? Because you dart like it is true that there are boog boys that are there right now. They're there right now. So are they trying to uh, to, to to you know insinuate uh, a little more violence out of everybody? I don't know. It's possible, but um, intentional homicide. I mean, isn't that just fucking murder when you intentionally kill yeah. somebody? I mean, why why with the colorful language? You know, I, I I'm I'm not so sure to think about what to well, think about. Well, I mean, there's it. like I know there's first degree and second degree murder, and the difference is premeditation. So it's like okay. it could be one of those kind of things. Okay. Like, so, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, and that may not have even been the exact uh, the, the exact terms they used. Uh, let's see. I could probably find it. Let's see. Been assigned a public defender. will make his first court appearance Friday. Yeah, no. Uh, charged with first degree intentional homicide. All right. So I did remember that okay. properly. All right. All right. So uh, we'll see how that sticks. Uh, like you said, the, the problem is, once again, when we need critical film, Everything's filmed with a goddamn potato. Everything. <laughs> Everything that's important. Every single fucking thing that we have is filmed with a potato. We have 4K phones filmed with a potato. Well, it's hard to it's hard to capture stuff like that. At, at, it's nighttime. People are running. Yeah. You know. When do you know it's going to happen? And then, like, like, they're live streaming. Oh, come on. The, well, yeah, but no, it's a they're... selling point of, of a lot of phones is and how the... great the, the camera is. Yeah, but if you're yeah. live streaming it, it's not going to upload in the, the Super HD. You, you, yeah, yeah, but they fucking record drone strikes and I, I don't know, whatever fucking stand that you have. <laughs> yeah, and but... I could see the guy run away from it. But the government has access to all of the fucking satellite and the towers and shit. Like, these people are running around with, like, LTE. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be clear. Are you are you suggesting that these folks are using, like, uh, you know, uh, what is it? What is it? The Boost Mobile? Are you calling them Boost Mobile people? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. That's that's Boost a... T- oh, my I mean, goodness. It's a possibility. I know plenty of people that do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, uh, this is, like... I mean, it's definitely related, but it, uh, when the first guy got shot, I mean, you did see some people, like, trying to render care, like, kind of, like, they're all saying, like, put pressure, which, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, if you're shot in the head, and it's, like, if you have, like, a depressed skull fracture, you're not supposed to put pressure on, but, like, okay, I wasn't there, I don't know what exactly it looked like, but it's, like, just strange, and there's so many of them that are saying, call the police, and it's, like, one, you're there to protest the police, I'm assuming, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, but, like, not even just getting into that. It's like, I didn't hear one person saying, hey, call an ambulance. Call, like, someone that can actually help. Because it's like the police aren't going to, they, they, at best, they are trained as emergency medical responders. They can do, like, CPR on somebody that's dying. They can do, uh, I don't even know if it's, like, a countrywide thing, but they can carry Narcan and use that for, like, opiate overdoses. But it's like, they're not going to, that's not, like, a higher level of care. That's, like, basically first aid as far as we're concerned. So it's, like, I don't understand why the first thing is, hey, call the police. Like, it just blows my mind. Like, obviously the nature of it, like, the scene isn't under control, but it's, like, dispatch is going to be, like, hey, like, police will meet you there. That's generally how it works. So it's, like, you could definitely just be, like, hey, we need an ambulance. But, Uh, yeah, I'm guessing there's not a whole lot that they could have done because, uh, like I said, he's dead. And so is the guy that he shot in the chest. The only one that lived was the guy that got shot in the arm. Okay. All right. All right. Well, 
Uh, moving on from that excitement, unless somebody else has something to add. Um, I, I, how about this uh, this hurricane? I wanted to look it up real quick. It is a Category 4 right now. Oh, shit. And it's 145 miles an hour. And it's coming for uh, Texas and Louisiana. I think it's going to miss New, Orle- New Orleans, like the, yeah, the, the big... the big, west of it. Yeah, it's west of it. So uh, I, I don't know how this is going to further complicate the current situation, but I'm sure the gas prices already went up 20 fucking cents this morning. Yeah, I could tell you that much. It goes right up. Takes forever to come back down. God damn it. Uh, yeah. So wait, is this... Because it started off as like two tropical storms that they thought were going to merge together. Did they do that already? Is I that think, like a thing? Yeah, yeah I think it. One? I think it really ha- I think it. Yes, I, uh, Randall. I think that 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 did occur. That they did okay. merge. Yeah, it's now it's called Hurricane the last Laura. Thing I heard about it, and then all of a sudden it's a Category Four storm, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Because I read that today, and I had no idea. Like I totally almost forgot about it. We should get a chunk of it when it's done. It all depends on how the winds carry it once it gets through, like fucking Arkansas and stuff like that, but. We should get some of the rain from it, so we'll see what happens. Category four, at least it's missing. Uh, at least it's missing New Orleans because you know nothing says you know we're really smart like building a city fucking right on the ocean. That's in a that's bowl. Un- in a under, bowl. Underwater. Yeah. Underwater. 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 Yeah. yeah. How about all that money they gave them for the fucking levees all those years, and it just disappeared? You know, like like a like a miracle. Just money for mm. levees that just ended up disappearing. Hey, that's your tax dollars at work, folks. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you guys about that. So we'll have to see what happens. I don't want to take any bets on this one. Uh, we already have enough squares being sold, as it were, for the different Deadpool's, <laughs> Congress, the presidency. Yeah, no, no more gambling. No mas. No mas gambling for now. Yeah, I until mean. until some of these, you know, go through. Well, Jizz is still alive. She's still like, no pun intended. She's still hanging on. I mean, yeah, I know. I yeah. s- I said after they the actually trial, recently maybe. denied her request to be placed in the Gen Pop as well. Oh, really? How yeah. about that? That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, she's she's going down for that shit, dude. Like somebody oh, has to go down. Oh, so she's the she's the sacrificial goat. Yes. <laughs> We're not gonna let any politicians or yeah, bankers she's bring people with her. <laughs> well, let's hope and so. That, yeah, and when that starts, then she will go down. Let's hope so. Say nothing. Let's hope so. Um, so go I ahead. just read some more about Laura. Sorry, just to no, say no, 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 no. Please, please go ahead. But it's supposed to make landfall. They're predicting uh, between one and four a.m. Thursday morning. So coming up. And uh, they said, slam Texas and Louisiana with, quote, unsurvivable surge. So that's, uh, yeah. that's wow. That, that's optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, great. <laughs> God. Uh, what a year. Um, what else is new? <laughs> I mean, what a year. What a year. So uh, the original intent of this conversation, uh, I, I, we needed to get the shit that's going on in Kenosha out of the way because I'm sure it's going to continue to develop, and we're probably going to be talking about it again when we get together uh, again. So uh, moving on now, the reason why I want uh, to talk about today was two very important things. Now, one is building your own platform for a rifle, uh, which Randall has done. Um, I don't know if he's lost it yet in a boating accident. I'm sure that if he hasn't... Oh, shit. And the other thing is I wanted to talk about fishing, and this is more about safe, uh, self-sustainability, as this is an Agoras podcast, so at least some of the time anyway. Um, most of the time it's a anarchist variety show, but uh, I would like to talk to you guys about that. And uh, Randy, if you wouldn't mind uh, talking us through the whole process of your build, uh, oh, what shit. you were looking to do, like uh, what, what you know, how was it, how difficult, how easy, the sourcing of parts, materials, and all that good shit, and finally when you went out and tested it. Yeah, uh, here I can. 
Let me go grab it real quick, just so I don't like name any wrong brands or anything. So I'm like staring at it. If okay. you give me a second, I will be right back. Okay, we'll give we'll All give right. Randall a second to go get his uh, rifle that he's going to lose in a boating accident at some point in time. It's like a boating accident. It, you know, it's a, it's it's. No a, one ever talks about it. It's a plague on the yeah. community. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's a big problem. I know. Chris, big Chris has had boating accident. I've had at least five. Yeah. At least I, five boating one. accidents. Oh, really? Yeah. A real big one? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It was, it was, it was the whole cash lost at once. Yeah. <laughs> tragedy. Angel hasn't had any boating accidents yet. No. I also don't own any firearms, so. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I don't go on boats, and I don't do anything illegal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. What was I thinking? Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a law-abiding citizen. I could tell, obviously. That's how you got the job here. <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right, Randy, take it away. All right. Uh so when I say build, I mean I didn't start from the ground up like from scratch. Like I know a lot of people go on like uh Palmetto State Armory is a really good website if you're doing like budget builds for stuff and uh they have different uppers and lower sets that you can put together for an ar but i mean i started i had a like basically stock uh ruger ar556 and i want to say i mean i got it a couple years ago uh I, <laughs> yeah like i like you said i have since lost in the boating accident um <laughs> but i've got a bunch of pictures of it right in front of me um it was I want to say market, like MSRP is probably somewhere around $500. So like you could definitely, you could find a cheaper one, but you could also probably go like sky's the limit if you want to just build or buy uh, an AR platform to start with. But basically everything that I've done it, done to it since then, it's just been a collaborative effort uh, talking because I have a bunch of friends that build uh from scratch and i just kind of talked to all of them tried to see what their recommendations were based on like it it all depends on your price point basically but uh so as far as the upper and lower receiver go i have kept it the same so all i changed was it stock it comes with uh dust covers on it and then there's a front sight post that's also combined with the gas block for it if uh hopefully everybody knows what i'm talking about <laughs> Because the AR style, I believe the correct term is direct impingement. It's not a piston driven like the AK variants are. So every time you shoot around, uh, there's a hole in the top of the barrel that gas from the basic, basically explosion that propels the round forward gets redirected through that hole and then through a tube that goes all the way back uh, into the chamber and then pushes the bolt back and there's a buffer spring that then returns it forward, chambering another round. Um, so what we did was we sawed off, we literally took a Dremel and sawed off the fucking front sight post because it does have, like, roll pins in it that hold it in place that are really hard to hammer out, so we just said fucking took a Dremel to it. But if you do that, you have to be really careful not to cut into the barrel. It's like, uh, yeah, it's you don't want to do that. Um, so we got a free float rail system and then a free fro uh, free float like low profile compliant gas block for it so basically uh the theory behind free floating a barrel with that rail system is that barrel harmonics uh affect the accuracy of the weapon so every time you fire a shot the barrel vibrates and if you have something that's like attached to the barrel itself uh 
further down the line, it'll affect the way it vibrates. And then it actually, I don't know how much of a factor it is, but it can actually throw the accuracy of your, your shots. So a lot of people are moving toward free floating barrels. And so your rail system basically determines whether or not you're able to do that and your gas block. So I got a, I want to say a 12 inch rail from Midwest arms and it's all M lock. So I know you're probably familiar with the Picatinny rail system where it's like, I think that's what you had on your AR, correct, Jay? It's got like, you can mount shit on like all four sides of it and it's kind of heavy. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was, rest in peace. Yeah, so basically the M-Lock system gives you the capability to add sections of Picatinny rail to it, but all it has is rail on the top and then there's slots where it's very modular. You can add shit on the bottom and sides and even on like the uh it's like a for every let's see it's like an octagon instead of four sides so it's pretty versatile and it also reduces the weight of the weapon considerably compared to if you were just running picatinny rail down four sides because that shit adds a lot of weight and then you can get attachments that directly attach to mlock without having to add uh the rail sections so that still cuts down on late weight and uh, I know Magpul, uh, some people don't like how expensive some of their stuff is, but they do make a quality product. Uh, so I, I guess that's a plug almost. But A free one, too. Nice. Yeah, yeah they, they make stuff that attaches directly to M-Lock rails. So uh, it's incredibly lightweight and modular. And then, I mean, as far as optics go, the, the sky's the limit, uh, again, like I said. But if you have an AR and you're just shooting 5.56, you're realistically, like, the max effective range of that weapon... I would say uh, it's like a point target. I want to say it's like 500 to 600 meters, which is like something the size of a man. And then to an area target, I want to say it's like 800 meters. So that'd be something like a vehicle. So it's like that's realistically the farthest you're going to be reaching out. But if you're just looking at something for home defense, you're not going to be reaching too far. Um, so, I mean, Vortex Optics makes a lot of good stuff, whether it's uh, red dot sights to, let's see, low-power variable optics, the... LPVOs, or I think that's the correct terminology for it, that a lot of people are kind of turning toward. I actually think some branches of the military have started contracting for uh, those kind of optics instead of using the ACOG sites, but which those are like fixed power. But uh, yeah, Vortex makes a lot of cheap stuff. I run a Vortex red dot on mine where the battery life, if you leave it on like the middle setting, It'll last, I want to say, about like three years. So I honestly just left that light on all the time. And I have, it takes like a watch battery, basically. So they're really cheap and easy to replace. And then I run, or ran a uh, magnifier behind that, like a little flip-up magnifier that gave me up to three-power uh, zoom. So, like, still not trying to reach out too far with it. But, I mean, I remember taking it to the range and my friends and I would just be dicking around. And it's like we could still hit shit out to 500 yards with decent accuracy uh, with just a red dot sight on it with, like, no zoom. And then the three power helped us a little bit. And then I had a Magpul stock on it and then Magpul pistol grip. And so, again, sounds like I'm plugging for them, but, I mean, they do make a quality product. So, yeah, basically, like, keep the weight down and don't compromise accessibility or uh, your ability to accessorize, I should say, And then I have a, I have backup, like flip up sites for it. I would highly recommend those if you are also running an optic that uh, magnifies things. So it's like if that goes down, 
and you're not able to use it, it does help to have a backup. You, some people uh, can't those 45 degrees, so that way all you have to do is tilt your weapon. And then some people, if uh, if you can actually see through the lens still over the top, I know people that run their backups still on the top rail. And then in addition to that, you can do lights, you can do lasers, you can do, uh, if you have NVG capabilities, you can run infrared lasers and strobes off of those. It's like literally, it's, uh, I love it so much because the platform is so customizable, but I, uh, all I ran on mine was there's a, uh, a flashlight basically on the side and it was... It was a Protax Streamlight, and I want to say that runs about $100, but as far as lighting goes, it's one of the cheaper options, honestly. And you can have a pressure pad mounted to the rail, so that way it doesn't light up unless you actually just press down on the button. And it's incredibly bright. So uh, that was the build that I had, and it, yeah, it's chambered in 5.56. Uh, you can do 2.23 or 5.56. That's just the route I went with. And... Uh, I run a two-point sling on my stuff. Some people like one point. Uh, this was just basically what I trained with previously. I was comfortable with it. I was familiar with it. So that's what I just chose to run on that. But, but yeah. What about this 308 business? Uh, uh, what about it in particular? Like the round in general or the other was, build that I had? Well, yeah, the other build. Didn't you do a 308 build? Oh, yeah. That was like just – I literally – all of my military training, I never really used precision rifles, basically. It was all, like, AR platform or handguns. Um, nothing nothing was going to reach out crazy far. But I did want to build a uh, precision rifle just because a bunch of my friends were getting into it, and they loved it. And, uh, I mean, the 308, it was... I want to say that round was designed in, like, the 50s. It was, like, kind of an all-purpose. You could use it for like DMR style weapons and sniper rifles. And then since then it's kind of been, there's a big battle between 308 and 65 Creedmoor. And basically like 65 Creedmoor, I've heard nothing but good things, but it does, it's an incredibly fast round and it will destroy the inside of your barrel faster than a 308 would. So I want to say I've heard recommendations of like every 10,000 rounds doing a barrel change for a 65. And, but like I, Everyone I've talked to about 308, it's like you'll never have to replace that barrel. You'll never have to worry about it, and it's a pretty reliable weapons platform. So uh, what I did was I had a – I got a stock Remington 700, 26-inch barrel. I think the twist rate's one twist every 12 inches, and all of these things – you can find different models with different uh, specs, basically. And, I mean, that thing comes stock with, I want to say, a polymer – stock which is real lightweight so uh i switched that out immediately i never used it with that stock i switched it out i bought an oryx chassis for it it's like i want to say ah shit i can't remember what metal they used it's like aluminum and carbon fiber or something like that but it weighs more and it's a more stable platform and then i just ran a bipod on that and then i had a vortex scope it was Again, like I go to, because glass can get real expensive. Optics in general, like it's insane how expensive some of that stuff can get. But for like a budget, or maybe not even a budget brand, but something that's reliable, uh, I do like Vortex, and they they do offer deals if you're like a first responder or uh, like nurses, any anything in like the medical profession, search and rescue. I do think they offer a discount for like LEOs as well, but. 
if you can prove that you have any of those credentials, they'll do, they do deals all the time. Like I want to say I got my scope for 40% off. So that was like, hell, hell yeah, why not? Um, so I had that on there and a bipod basically with that chassis and we took it to a mile long range just to see how far we could push it. And, uh, like we played around with different grain counts for ammunition and, uh, it was cause I want to say the max effective or recommended range for a 308. Uh, and this is like out of the M40 a five platform of rifle that like the military used for a while they'd say probably about a thousand yards would be as far as you'd want to push it. That was like a Marine Corps statistic. The army only recommended out to 800 meters. So it's like, uh, take like whatever you want to believe really. But, uh, because it drops a lot more than like a six, five Creedmoor would, uh, because it's a, I want to say it's a bigger round with a lower velocity. So it just drops, uh, it drops like something crazy, like, nine feet out like a thousand yards or something like that i can't remember off the top of my head but you do have to aim a considerable amount above but i mean yeah we were hitting shots at a thousand like no problem and then uh my buddy said i mean he could hit shots at a mile with his six five like at least 50 percent of the time so i was like oh fuck it like let's see what uh let's see if we can reach it with mine and like optics play a big part because it's like you can max out the elevation on your scope before you're even able to aim high enough. Like that was with mine. We had it maxed out and then still had to hold up like almost an entire, like we almost couldn't see the target. It was at the bottom of the scope, but like we could get it. You could make it go a mile. I don't know if it's still supersonic at that point. Cause generally you want the round to be traveling uh, supersonic speed. Otherwise it will start to tumble and then its velocity drops a lot. And I mean, we didn't have, like, there's no way for us to know if it was supersonic at that point or not. But, like, we, <laughs> I want to say out of, like, the 30 rounds we put down range, I hit, like, three at a mile, which I didn't even expect to do once. So that was pretty neat. But it was, it, yeah, it's just a little fun experiment, basically. Uh, you can't use a 308 for a hunting rifle in the state of Ohio, I'm pretty sure. But in other states, there's different laws for what ammunition can be used. So in some places, you could use it as a hunting rifle. But it's an incredibly versatile round. But right now, I want to say it's like around, if not more than a dollar a round, if you're getting match-grade ammunition. So it does kind of suck in that regard. But I mean, ammunition prices in general right now are just through the roof, especially for like your common calibers, like 9mm and uh, 5.56. And I imagine it's only going to get worse with everything that's going on right now. But... Is there so, any like, reason also, why you can't use that round because, for hunting? Yeah, go ahead. Is it because of, it's not because of population density, is it, and how far it travels? No, it's something uh, – oh, shit, hold on. Let me look it up. I want to use the proper terminology. Yeah, I'm curious to hear what that is, too. I mean, I understand why they don't allow certain rifles to be used because of population density, and the uh, terrain is mostly right. flat. Yeah. So, you know, they're not going to – yeah, I mean – but it's just that's just for like hunting. It's not like you can't use that round, period. So, right? uh, no. Uh, okay. Ah, shit. Did you find it? I, I'm trying to like. <laughs> I'm doing a terrible job. My friends like reload all their own ammunition and know know all the terminology and everything. And I'd love to have one of them on here, honestly, to just talk about it because they could talk for days about it. And it's just like this whole field I know very little about. But basically, I want to say in the state of Ohio. If you have, because like the caliber is just the size of the bullet, the cartridge itself can have different dimensions. And basically the way the 308 is, it's a cartridge that's necked down. So it's not just one width consistently all the way from the base to the bullet. So it's like a, you know how like the 556, it's 
necked down and then it like actually is crimped onto where the bullet is. You know yeah, what I'm talking about? Of course. Yep. You can't you can't use a bullet with that style to hunt in Ohio, basically. Oh, okay. Is it because like it's uh less like less humane or like uh trajectory? I, or... I have no idea. Okay. Stupid, stupid no idea. fucking rules is okay. what it is. I was just curious because I, I think say it so. has something to do with velocity. I want to say like Magnum. St- I think it, I think the appropriate term is Magnum style routes. Please don't crucify me if I'm wrong. But any that's okay. I don't know like, dick about it. So whatever you say, I'm just gonna agree with. <laughs> I want to say rounds of that style. It's like you're able to create or generate higher velocities because, oh, fuck. I want to say that's it, but I'm not totally certain. I'd have to read more into it. Uh, I can do that for next episode. Like, I can try to circle back and correct all the mistakes I'm making right now. Uh, <laughs> but basically, I just know that it's only legal in certain states. So okay. Okay. Some, some people prefer it more uh, because they can hunt with it. But, I mean, it's, yeah, it's pretty versatile. I like it. And it's not as expensive as 6.5, and it's still, I'd say, easier to find than 6.5 Creedmoor is right now. So... What that are also as well. what are all the ammo shortages that we currently have? I know about nine millimeter, and I know about two, two, three, and five, five, six. Well, what about uh, seven, six, two, thirty nine, and what about uh, seven, six, two, fifty four? Uh, I don't know. Oh well, sixty seven six two by fifty four R. I know specifically, like it's still available because uh, Palmetto State does deal of the day, like all the time, and they've been throwing up like four hundred round boxes of seven six two by fifty four R. Um, so that would be like the Russian variant uh, that would fit in like a Mosin Nagant, basically, which is also like a pretty solid rifle. As like it's old as shit, but I mean they're still pretty reliable. Um, and then. 762 by 39 I have no idea. I don't run an AK platform. I don't have an SKS or anything like that. I would love to, but I haven't really read too far into that just because I'm not super involved with it. Um, 308, I was looking around for it. I got put on like a seven-week waiting list, basically, just because demand Jesus Christ. Is so low. Are you fucking um, serious? Oh, yeah. Everywhere's out of stock. Every single You're place. You're goddamn fucking Halloween before you get rounds. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, it's, it's sad. And it's the same, like... I haven't even found like a estimate of how long it would be to get it to get like five five six wow. nine millimeter. I know people that are like people are literally just starting to like go on marketplace apps and like find private sellers for these things, and they're char- they can charge ridiculous prices because it's still lower than what the market is charging, and they actually have it in stock. In stock, yeah, yeah. It's what's funny is like you know if you think about going shooting, I think the I did. I think 22 would be the only thing that you would really want to go out there and use, especially if you have a lot of it. Can you get I'm it? I'm sure that's flying uh, off the shelves. Too oh, I'm right sure it's flying probably off. about all yeah. anybody can get. Yeah. But no, that's like, because we always recommend train, 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 know your weapons, know how they react to like all these different external factors. And it's like, we used to go out and shoot all the time, but now it's like, we can't because it's like, we don't want to just burn through everything that we have saved up because it's like, what if we actually do need it? Then yep. you have nothing. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, and even though you could still do a ton of training with like without firing shots at all, you could do transitioning from like your main weapon to a sidearm. That's something that I would recommend. Or just getting used to like moving around walls, corners, moving forward, backward, sideways, all kinds of different movements. So that way it's like muscle memory whenever you actually have to do it. But like obviously, yes, it does help to also know how you're going to place shots while you're doing all of these things. So. But, I mean, I don't know. Do the best you can with what you got, I guess, is the yeah. advice that I have. That's fair. And I think there's a couple of factors that are coming together all at the right time. You have, uh, you know, Joe shit your pants with dementia Biden leading in the polls. 
and he already put out some big. We read it on the show a couple of weeks ago, a couple episodes ago. They're uh, uh, wanting to ban assault weapons, uh, Clinton-esque style. So I'm sure that makes a lot of the gun nuts, uh, you know, and I say that with a lot of love and respect, uh, not not pejor- oh, yeah. not pejoratively. Uh, they're buying, probably stockpiling in the event that it does happen. And then, of course, you have all of these first-time gun buyers, which I believe we broke the record, gentlemen, if I'm not mistaken, in July. I think it was the highest gun sales since it was recorded in the early 90s. Nice. So that's... Um, that, to me, that's a bra- that that's the, you know the canary in the coal mine. If people are buying weapons, it's always a good thing. Always a good thing. Um, I want to uh, I want to transition over to Brian over here, uh, Spurrier. Uh, you are you're an avid fisherman. Uh, you fished all over the place, yep. and I would like for you to, if you wouldn't mind, talk to our audience about uh, when, when, when you like get started, let's say, you want to be a little bit more self-sufficient, you want to get into it, not for sport reasons, but let's say, not, but okay, for sport, but at the same time having those skills transfer from sport to survival, let's say, something that you need to do in order to eat as opposed to something that you do to pass time or have fun with, how you get started, what are the things that you need to do to prepare for the kind of gear that you would suggest somebody who is com- a complete novice at getting into it, Things like that, if you wouldn't mind taking it away. I mean, it's fishing. You can just get a, a net and throw it in the water and catch fish. It, it gets really, really high tech. like Kind of like guns, but even more so, because I started when I was a little, little kid still in my diaper wanting to go mm-hmm. fishing with the little Snoopy one with the little push button. I'm sure everyone's seen that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Start there if you're really afraid. They don't cast that well, but... You could start there, but I suggest the easiest thing is an open face reel and rod. Okay. And what is what is the price point for that? I mean, you can go to Walmart and you can get the, the pole with the rod for 20 bucks, 50 bucks maybe. That's not bad. No. No, it's, a, it's got plastic gears inside, so it'll you'll wear it out quicker, but you, you won't really have to worry about it, especially if you're wanting like a survival thing. Just get it and just kind of throw it away. You'll have to keep an eye on your line. I like to get something that's a uh, braided line, like a uh, spider wire and fire line. I really like those ones. Get it, get it in like 30 pounds and you don't have to worry about breaking it. I've broken poles when I've gotten stuck and just gotten mad and pulled on it and my pole breaks in half. Okay. But st- stick with something like that. and you, ha- you have to learn knots. There's special knots you need to learn how to tie. All right. Which I, I get into. I like knots. I've always been into knots, too. Now, it's going to sound really cliche, but isn't a lot of this available on YouTube if somebody really wanted to learn how to do it, basically yeah. like a tutorial, yeah. how to do the knots and all that other stuff? And specific fish. Specific okay. lures go for specific fish and, and at different times. What's the difference between, like, the lures, like, how does it work for specific fish? Like, for smaller fish, medium, large, etc. Depends on what they're after. Okay. So and, and the size of the fish. Okay, like so you're going for a muskie, you want a big lure usually. All right. At different times of year, like when the little baby fish are hatching, you want to go with something small because everything is focusing in on that. In the fall, nothing is being born, so you want to go with bigger lures. Spring, go with smaller ones. And you get into the, the river fishing and people are talking about the hatches, what, what bugs are hatching. It, it, it gets really technical. I stay away from the whole fly fishing and trout fishermen because they, they get angry when you tie the wrong knot on the wrong fly. Because it has that much of an impact? They I don't know. 
I don't I don't think that it does. I don't get that into it, but it, it's almost like a religion to a lot of people. Oh, really? And, and, okay. And, and I can kind of see you go out there and you can relax and you can meditate. You're out there in the middle of nowhere. You're enjoying the scenery, the sounds, and just kind of taking your time. And it, I, I like it because it's hunting. And yeah. I never got into, like, actually hunting for deer because what the hell do I do with the damn thing once I shoot it? I got to gut it and then I got to drag it out of the freaking woods. I got to hang it and I got to cut it apart and I... I'll go to a Walmart and buy a steak. <laughs> All right, fair I enough. Do any of that. But if I need to, I know that I can do it. But right. I like fishing because I can still get the thrill of hunting down an animal and fighting it and then kind of slap it on the ass and throw it back in. Understood. What's the uh, most, like, where's the most difficult place that you've ever gone fishing at, like, as far as uh, what you were casting for? I still haven't caught a muskie. You still haven't caught a muskie? No, no. Is that what you go up to Canada for? No, that, that was pike fishing. Okay. Pike and walleye. All right. There, there's a lot of that. But there are muskie up there. And there, there are muskie in Ohio. And I've gone for them and I've seen them. I've just never caught one. So with the $100 budget, you would be able to go to Fin Feather Fur. Or, oh, yeah. And you'd be able to get some decent gear. Yeah. Some very decent gear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very, very decent gear. If you're just starting out, I, I enjoy river fishing. Okay. Because it, the fish, especially in the, in the middle of summer like now, they're only in the deeper pools. So you can kind of focus on that. You just kind of get, you can get into any river too. The, no one owns the waterway. So you can just climb into a river as long as there's a public parking spot. You stay on the roads. You get in right at a bridge. No one, no one can stop you from walking along the river and fishing it. And so you just walk along. You see a deeper spot and just cast around. It, I don't know. It's kind of hard to, to teach someone how to fish. It's just something you have to do. And you, you just learn how to do it. Just, okay. I don't, I, I, it's, it's hard to explain. Now, what about, like, when you do catch and you have to fillet? Do you have a specific kind of, uh, like... What are you, a <laughs> fillet knife. Okay. Yeah, you use a Not a knife. fucking Swiss Army knife like I, some asshole has. Yeah. You, you, you can in any situation, but the, the specific thing for it is a fillet knife. It's long, it's slender, and it's bendable. Okay. And bendable, that helps the you get the fillet off of the... The, the scales, I mm-hmm. guess you would call it, the skin, because yeah. you can just bend it. Oh, far out. Yeah. All right, we'll put that in the notes. Now, here's a question for the whole gang. The whole gang. And this is even you over there, Miss Angel. I don't own any firearms, and I don't do anything illegal. Yeah, no, um, I'm an I'm an upstanding you know, speed. citizen, yeah. sir. I'm respectable Except for in the, the community. Except for the fucking speeding, speeding tickets, tickets that you get. One in a yeah. Chevy Aveo. <laughs> I hear about it from time to time. <laughs> in a Chevy Aveo, uh, no less, I might add, long ago. <laughs> okay. If you have one, one bolt-action rifle to take in the woods with you, Okay, you're 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 fighting zombies or you're doing whatever. One survival bolt action rifle to take with you. What would it be? Or you know what, Angel? Since I'm going to open it up for you over there because you're already looking confused, I'm going to help you out. Any rifle, any rifle to take confused. in the woods. I was thinking. That's thinking. I was I was thinking. Uh, that is thinking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was I, picturing myself in the woods yeah. with a, with a bolt action rifle, and okay. I'm trying to figure out. 
what what I want to do, well, like in in that are you situation. Just fighting zombies? No, this is for any occasion. This is apocalyptic. Uh, it's the day Mad, after election Mad Max. day. Yeah, Donald Trump has won again, and everybody goes apeshit and makes the riots that are happening now pale in comparison because they're very upset. Oh, yeah. And then the whole country breaks down. Whatever. So you're. What do the sniper, uh, the snipers use? That would be a three oh eight. I want that. Right. Well, Randy, you shot a fifty cal not too long ago, didn't you? Was he there? No, he's gone. We lost he, him. He oh, shit, I accidentally muted my mic somewhere. God damn uh, it, Randy. So, yeah, I did get to have the privilege to shoot a uh, 50 caliber. Uh, I, I can't remember which variant it was. But uh, the thing that, like, they were talking to me about when we actually got to shoot it that I never realized was, like, that I want to say... It's not the most accurate weapon, <laughs> if uh, you could believe that. Um, I want to say they had, the version that they had was stock. It's like four MOA, which is minute of angle, which at like 100 yards is four inches of basically, I don't know if you'd want to call it standard deviation or like the error, the window of error, whatever you'd want to call it. I guess it. you could call it standard um, deviation. I would say so, that that fits. Yeah. And they, they got theirs down to two MOA. So if you're shooting at something that's 100 yards away, basically, even if you're aiming dead center, you could still miss at a window of up to basically a circle of two inches in like any direction from where you were aiming. And then uh, I don't know exactly just because I haven't shot enough, basically the rifle, that 308 that I built, but consistently we've been hitting sub one MOA with it, so you can definitely definitely get more accurate. But I want to say with that 50, the target we were shooting at was 600 yards away. So with a two MOA gun, that's a foot of error on any side of where you were actually aiming, on top of wind, uh, elevation, everything that you have to take into account for. So it, that just that part just kind of blew my mind um, because I mean generally they're not used as anti-personnel. It's more of like a actually like a few days before we shot it, I want to say Cincinnati used one to take out a vehicle. They shot through the engine block of a moving vehicle in a hostage situation. No shit. Yeah, so that's like you could be you could use them for that. It's a huge round with armor-piercing capabilities, which also could you know take a truck out of commission, but. Uh, so yeah, and that, and as far as hunting goes, like I, depending on what you're shooting at, I wouldn't want to shoot it with that round just because it's like giant would blow it apart. But, uh, there are videos on YouTube about it. There's what videos on YouTube about it. Shooting deer. I saw a dude shoot at, uh, a white tail. Oh Jesus. The, the deer, it fell down, it died. They, they went and investigated it. It looked like the shot went in one eye and out the other from the side. Oh. But when they looked at the video, it went, the round went over the nose of the deer and pulled its eyes out. Holy Jeez. shit. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. And, and killed the deer. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Ripped its neck around. And oh, dead. shit. Pulled its eyes out. Okay. You don't yeah. even need to hit anything no. with that goddamn thing. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. But also, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. One other thing I'd say is, if this is like, so you're just spending the rest of your life in the woods, basically, what gun would you want to take with you? Unforeseen, unforeseen amount of time, indefinite okay. amount of time. All right. Um, I would say, like, 
I, I do love the AR platform. Semi-automatic capability is definitely awesome. But, but I would say that generally the least amount of moving parts that you can have, it's one, less stuff that can break. Yeah. It's less stuff you have to clean. It's less you have to take apart. So I would have to say something probably like if we're going sidearm-wise, I'd want a revolver of some sort. And then uh, for like a rifle, I'd recommend like bolt action or... I mean, I'm not too familiar with the lever action platform, but I still feel like that's probably fewer moving parts in general. It's just less stuff to worry about. It's less complicated. Uh, your rate of fire would be affected for sure. But, I mean, if you were really good with it, you could make it work. Okay. All right. Chris, Christopher, what what, yeah. what rifle? We, we did change the rules. We did move the goalposts, Angel. Excuse me. Yeah, you Excuse you me. Excuse me. Uh, beg I'll your just pardon. take all guns. I'm just going to take everything <laughs> okay, if I'm going to hang out all. in the woods for forever. I, if we're we changing the rules. No, you get to take one. You said in a, an indefinite amount yeah, of time. Yeah, but I said one gun. Okay, you could select the fucking minigun if you want to. Good luck with the electricity, but whatever. You could take it if you want. I'm taking all guns. Okay, now message received. Christopher, what rifle are you taking into the woods? Well, if we're taking... <clears throat> reliability into consideration like i'm probably gonna take an ak with me <laughs> yeah 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 that, that would probably be my choice uh you know just in case you get dirt mud whatever in it motherfucker's still gonna fire so uh i'm probably gonna have to go with an ak okay that was gonna be my vote uh i was gonna take the ak-47 into the woods simply just because like chris elucidated to man like you could drop that son of a bitch in bigfoot jizz and that thing will still fucking crank out rounds. <laughs> keep going <laughs> yeah it'll yeah. still <laughs> it, it likes it yeah it doesn't mind it yeah. she's a dirty russian That's a bitch mess yeah. of goo right oh yeah and it's gonna smell real nice when it gets hot on the barrel right. but you know what it's still gonna fire and that's what right. most important but yeah bold action i'm telling you man i'm a fucking fan of the mosin nagant that 762-54R is a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Ooh. That, that it is, man. And I've seen uh, I've seen videos of dudes like making accurate shots of like a mile plus away with those guns. Really? So they're they yeah, they're they're Jesus. pretty fucking accurate. Um, that's that's amazing. Man. Yeah. I, I used to have one before I lost it in the boating accident. But, Fuck. Uh, Stupid but man, boats. But I'm man, telling those you, motherfuckers scourge. like that. You need to like you need to get uh, and I know they make them like you can get like silicone like fucking like buttstock pads but man those motherfuckers will fucking put a pounding on your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's worse yeah. than the 12 gauge. In fact, uh Oh, way dude, way fucking worse. Before I lost mine also in a boating accident. Our listeners are going to get tired of hearing that, but I don't give a fuck because officially that's what right. happened. I'm telling the truth here. Um I replaced, you know that steel butt uh, that butt plate that's like yeah. meant like you're wearing like a fucking Soviet overcoat at the Battle of Stalingrad, right? right? Cold hard Russian yeah. steel <laughs> that cracks your shoulder with every fucking discharge of the round. <laughs> yeah, dude, I replaced that with a silicon piece that had the holes drilled into it, and I'm okay. telling you, it had recoil reduction that was close to forty percent. If I'm being yeah. honest, like Damn. it was so it was completely different. And I had the carbine edition. I didn't have the long the long rifle edition. I had the short barrel rifle edition, and that son of a bitch, it, it would have a huge huge fireball that would come out of the front of it. I mean, like, even the foliage would move as you discharge this round. Like, it was impressive. Like, when I used to take it to the only gun range not too, like, too, not too far away from here, as soon as I would let that fucker go, everybody stopped shooting and would kind of, like, lean back and, like, look at my, like, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is, is he, this guy? is he hunting yeah, I, 747? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is he doing over there, you I, know? I, I, I took mine out to a buddy's place, and, like, he lives, like, out in the boonies, and, like, his nearest neighbor is probably, like... Like, you can see the neighbor's house from his house, but it's probably, like, a couple hundred yards away. 
Um, and like we'd go out there and shoot guns all the time. And I, I brought the the Mosin out there, and we were firing that fucking thing off. And his neighbor came riding over on his four wheeler, and he's like, "Jesus Christ, man, are you guys fucking shooting a cannon over here?" <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, those things are fucking loud, dude. And I, I had the, I had the long rifle, so. Like, that thing's like, you can reach out and touch somebody with that fucking thing, and that round was beastly. I will also say for the record that on Amazon.com, you can get the uh, Russian surplus uh, magazine pouches with the stripper clips that fit right into the bolt of a Mosin Nagant, so you could push all five of your rounds down, eject the, uh, the stripper clip, and then close the bolt, and they have the attachment that go on utility belts, things like that, that I would love to own if I still had mine. I'm just saying, for the record, and like you said, was it 400 rounds? Who said it was 400 rounds of 7.62.54? Uh, was that you, Randall? That you What's did that? the deal on the 7.62.54R from Pal- from Palmetto? Yeah, it was oh, like yeah, 440 rounds it. for like 220 dollars or yeah. something like that. That's not bad at all. Now, is it Russian surplus or is it is it uh, post-Soviet bloc, like recently manufactured? Because some of those rounds uh, look like they're from the 80s. Oh uh, shit. I, they might have been like Ukrainian or something. I can't remember. Either but, way, like they, Either come, way. they all come in like the military surplus packaging. Like I just don't know what the okay. actual origin was. Fucking packed with cosmoline. Oh god. Oh yeah. for sure. Dude, I, I'm telling you right now. Uh, Chris remembers this because this. I think uh, Brian remembers. This was like 13 years ago. I got an SKS for a hundred and ninety nine dollars at this god, sports dude. store down in Alliance, which is what is that east of Canton. I think it's east of Canton, right? Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I drove all the way down there. They had a sale. I should have bought four of them, but I'm an idiot, and I didn't. Uh, Because now I think you can get an SKS for like $450. Okay. I that thing was so filled with cosmoline it took at least three hours to I complete disassemble of the rifle. You had to soak parts in in the uh, in uh, like in hoppies. Like the spray, like you had to soak it in W. Some of them in WD forty to get all the cosmoline out of it. I had to clean the barrel at least four times to get all of it out of there. It what's was ridiculous. Co- what's cosmoline? Oh gosh, it's like a fucking Vaseline for fucking yes. firearms to okay. keep it from corroding. Okay. It's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's and Gross. put it this way, you can manufacture the rifle in 1971, soak in a cosmoline, throw it in a crate, open it today in 2020, and that cosmoline will keep it from being corroded and rusting. It'll, it'll keep the weapon functional. It's just a bitch to clean. Like, I mean, it, yeah. you find that shit everywhere, everywhere. You need to Q-tip the motherfucker or so much of it. So, um, so, all right, Brian, Brian Spurrier, tell me, what are you taking into the woods with you? Are we fighting humans? We don't know what we're fighting. We're fight. We're it's all purpose, all target. I go five five six. Five five six. Yeah. Okay. I would go twenty two, but humans, I want something a little bigger. Okay. All right. We're gonna need to do a review, gentlemen and lady. I know that we had the top ten guns of the apocalypse that we did back in March. Uh, we're gonna do a review of that, and we're gonna see what everybody thinks because we did put. I think we believe uh, we put the AK at the top of the list. I know the AR made it onto the platform as well, but we're gonna have to go through that list because, like you said, a twenty-two like, taking your Ruger ten twenty-two into the woods is never a bad choice. No. It's just like you said, human stopping power is a little bit, you know, found wanting. I mean, you can still do it with a twenty-two. It's not gonna be fun. But if fun. there's multiple ones, this got, is true. You might have problems. This is true. So. Um, that's uh that's all I had for today. Like I really wanted to talk about the builds for the guns and talk about uh you know preparing yourself to go fishing, what to do. Yeah, just do it. 
Yeah, just go out there and do it. Just go out there and do it. So Catch Chris- a tree. <laughs> Rock. Christopher, do you have anything that you would like to add to the conversation today? Uh, no. Okay. All right. What about you, Angel? No, I, I don't have anything other than I, I find it completely crazy about the stuff that's going on in Kenosha. Like, I, I mean... Some dude got shot in the head, and then people still ran after the guy that was sh- that shot the guy in the head. It's like, hold on a second here. He just shot somebody in the head. Do yep. you really think it's smart to continue running after a dude that's armed that already shot somebody in the head? Like, maybe you should rethink what you're doing. But, uh, yeah, I find it crazy. That's all. That's Man, all I have. I said this to Jay earlier, but every time I hear Kenosha... All I can think of is fucking John Candy from Home Alone, fucking Gus Polinski and the Kenosha Kickers, the fucking polka band. <laughs> Dude, the image that you get with that with uh, with uh, fucking uh, Macaulay Culkin's uh, m- uh, mom with the red hair, where she's yeah. sitting in the back of that fucking U-Haul or that Penske truck or whatever it is. Yeah, dude, yeah. that was a perfect image. That was a perfect <laughs> image. That was good. That was good. Yeah, I don't know what the idea is behind running after a guy who has an AR who's running away from you. Like, and you have a skateboard, and then you get mad when dude fucking lays around into your chest because you assaulted him with a fucking skateboard while well, I don't, he was I don't know down. if he got mad. I think he got dead, the guy who got shot in the chest. Yeah. No, yeah, I the said... The guy that got shot in the chest was dead. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, no, there's no getting mad. No, the friends dead. of the guy who got... The friends of the guy who died are very upset right now. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I'm sure. I don't sure. know if you've read that. They've worked in Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, I heard you he, hear them he, he, call yeah, out he medic. Was, he was just running. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, the super sprint, and he would just stab people. That, Dude, he did you... skateboard. You're not, you're not far off. There's yeah. Some kid was yelling for a medic. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> yeah. In the audio? He's like, Medic! Medic, like it was a fucking video game. I'm not joking. It calls for a fucking medic. Well, like you know that people show up and pretend that they're medics, right? And they have like no fucking medical training. They just have like a book bag with a red cross sewn on the back of it. And they got some fucking like band-aids from their mom's house. Like there there ain't shit in there that's going to help anybody. Yeah, no, and they're always like, medic, it's been going on for a long time since all these protests really kicked off in Washington. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. What do you mean that Red Cross is like some sort of fucking uh, get you in the club or what? Yeah, well, it's supposed to let other people know that you're fucking neutral and that you're a medic and you have supplies. Like they, they carry around water and other shit and like, you know, ice packs and... You okay. know, stuff that your mom would bring to, like, a soccer game. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's game. what it reminds me of. And I could be wrong because I was never there. But every time I see a video, it's some fucking douchebag with a, a backpack on with a red cross. And they're like, medic. And they're like, get out of the way. Like, they're like some fucking doctor or something. S- yeah, no training okay. whatsoever. I still can't figure out who. Does, can somebody tell me, is it Antifa that's fighting there? Or is it nobody the, knows? Or is it the communists? Or is it? It's not the ancoms, right? Did the ancoms show up to this one too? I, I don't know. Like these people, just they're still fighting each it's other. The people. Yeah, nobody knows. Like I don't even know why they're still fighting in Washington. Honestly, like I have no idea. It's I thought that was Portland, on. isn't it? That it's still yeah. Portland. Yeah, yeah okay. in Portland, and I th- like Seattle or some shit too. Like they just they just fight for forever. I'm seriously, I have no idea what's going on there. Well, we have some listeners in Oregon, so if somebody wants to get a hold of us, please do. We also have quite a few listeners in the state of Washington. If you would please get a hold of us, we would appreciate it. It's info at useguyspod.com. Uh, lots of listeners in California. We would like to know what's going on there. We're sorry we make fun of the state that you live in like regularly, but we can't help ourselves because the, 
the people that your neighbors are electing are legit jerk-offs, so we apologize for that. But at the same time, you should move out here. It's a lot better. Um, I don't have anything else. I'd also like to give a shout-out at the moment, please, uh, for our listeners in Australia. Uh, specifically, we have listeners in the Australian Capital Territory and, of course, the state of Victoria. We have another listener that's from an unknown part of Australia. So whoever you are, we appreciate the listenership. We also have new listeners from Quebec and British Columbia in Canada. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you very much. And, of course, our regular listeners that are all over the place. And I have the list here, and you're going to get a shout-out. And that is France, uh, of course, Australia, Spain, the United Kingdom, Romania, Belgium, Brazil, Greece, Holland, Sweden, Finland, Canada, uh, Poland, Norway, Germany, and Portugal. We thank all of you guys for listening. If you wouldn't mind uh, dropping us a line from wherever you are, info at useguyspod.com, or you can get us on Gmail, useguysinthat at gmail.com. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at useguyspod. Uh, you can get us there. Our website is useguyspod.com. We have a pretty fucking cool store. We have T-shirts that came in. We have more T-shirts that are coming in, but you can buy them now. They have a great design. It also raises awareness for uh, boating while uh, handling firearms and the dangers thereof. Uh, you know, uh, We have a mug. We have uh, long-sleeve T-shirts, uh, short-sleeve T-shirts. They're pretty killer. If you sign up on Patreon... Uh, you may or may not have an opportunity to get an exclusive T-shirt that we have only been given out to a certain uh, select group of people with our own design that you can't find in the store. So that's a little bit of a hook for you. Plus, you get access to B-sides, which are ridiculous conversations that we have with each other prior to and after the shows that we record that are only going to be available on Patreon. Uh, so if you want to get at that, it's uh, patreon.com forward slash useguyspod. I'd like to uh, say a shout-out, of course, to our patron, Jason, and, of course, Paul B. from B-Town, who, who's sending me literally awesome texts about art history and all sorts of wild shit. We're on uh, uh, ancient Persia right now and, and India and the imposition of Hinduism on people. It's a wild fucking conversation through text. I think we should just meet up for a podcast, but that'll come at a later date. And, of course, one of our listeners in Australia is at JT Libertas, also known as Anarcho-Australian. Thank you very much for your patronage and listenership. Um, this is Jay on behalf of Brian Spurrier. We'll be back, I'm sure, the next time we have a show. The lovely Miss Angel who operates the soundboard. My bro from another mother, of course, Christopher G. And my bro from another mother as well, Randall, who has a name reveal coming up very shortly because he is no longer under the king's thumb. We are going to have a big fucking blowout for that party show for Randall. You just wait and see. So from all of us, thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you very soon. Bye. Peace. Bye.